So it is my pleasure this morning to introduce Edward Isangoma. He and his wife, Christine, traveled here from Uganda um, many hours. I think it took them over 48 hours this time. Long journey. Um, I met Edward and Christine back in 2008, and immediately they felt like family. And so we are so glad to have him here this morning um, to share the word of God. And um, thank you. Welcome. My privilege. Thanks very much. Praise the Lord. We used to hear those statements, especially in Africa. We say, Praise the Lord. At times we would change and say, Ladies, praise the Lord. And gentlemen, praise the Lord. I think the ladies have it. <laughs> a privilege to be here this morning to be able to share the word of God. The book of Acts chapter 1, verse 7 to 9. And the theme is, called by God to belong to him as his own special people, but called to make him known to the whole world. Christine, could you come up? Good morning, church. Good morning. My name is Christine. Pastor is Singoma's wife. For only 30 years. Yes. And I'm here to read. We serve the Lord in Uganda. Um, um, Acts chapter 1, verse 6 to 8. Um, so when they had come together, they asked him, Lord, will you at this time restore the kingdom of Israel? He said to them, it is not for you to know times or seasons that the Father has fixed by his own authority, but you will receive the power of the Holy Spirit. You will receive the power of the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. What you have heard is the word of God. Thank you. Thank you very much. Uh, we, as a church of God, have been called by God, by his own power, to make God known to the whole world. This morning, we want to thank God for giving us the opportunity of be able to fellowship with the people that are dear to our hearts. Christine and I have been here since Wednesday last week. We thank you for welcoming us into your midst. We were at church last Sunday where we had a powerful fellowship of worship to our God and special love for one another. We praise the Lord for that. We were here on Friday celebrating 30 years of Grace Mills River Church. These uh, years of fellowship, and we had a time of fellowshipping, we had a time of singing, we had a time of encouraging one another, 
only dancing that time was missing, but today I saw some dancing. <laughs> Christine and I would like to appreciate the body of Grace Mills River for your support to our family and for your support to our ministry. Through your support, we've been able to have food on the table. Through your support, we've been able to educate our children. Some are still going to school. We've been able to take care of other needy people, some of whom we have welcomed into our own house. We've been able to carry out ministry that God has called us to do as a result of your support to us. We are able to provide leadership to New Life Presbyterian Church, which is in Hoima, where we serve as pastor of that church, and we've been doing that for more than 15 years. Thank you for your support. We've been able to provide leadership to the denomination of New Life Presbyterian Church, where we've been serving and continue to serve as moderator of that general assembly. We've been able to provide leadership to New Life Nazarene Primary School, where Christine serves as head teacher, and I serve as director of the school, simply because you've been able to support us. We've been able to do training of leadership to the church through discipleship and organize, organize the training programs, which even now are ongoing within the church. We've been able to preach every Sunday at the church. We've also been able to preach at the radio station every Sunday, thanks to your support. All these things are happening because you, Grace Mills River Church, have allowed God to use you in our lives to support us for many years. May God continue to bless you abundantly. Thank you for allowing us into your homes where we have experienced firsthand the love of God as being expressed in your love in your families where there is special love for one another. We've seen special examples of husband and wife loving one another and we believe that we shall be able to borrow a number of those facets. We have seen you taking care of one another, providing food, cooked food, to members of this family where there have been accidents, providing food from morning to evening. That showed us the love that you have as Grace Church and the commitment that you have to God and to one another to serve the body of the Lord Jesus Christ. We have seen your desire to see ministry invade the whole world through training us in the story weaving method, which is the natural way of sharing the word of God as enshrined in the Bible. I could go on and on and on. Thank you so much. May God bless you and your families and grant you the desires of your hearts. Last Sunday, Bishop Patrick, he didn't want me to call him Bishop, but Bishop is overseer. He <laughs> is the overseer of the flock. God has called you to oversee this flock. Started a series on the book of Ephesians, where he examined the first two verses. These verses are so pregnant. And Paul keeps talking about the words here later on, where he makes it clear that salvation is by the grace of God alone through faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. He's also saying that we can only have peace with God by his own grace 
when we put our faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. This is a message that cuts across the whole world, that salvation anywhere could be in Russia, could be in Egypt, could be in Uganda, could be for the young and the old. It's only by the grace of God and through faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. This is the truth that releases men and women of all ages and of all nationalities, of all educational backgrounds, the poor and the rich. This is what we have been telling the people, encouraging them to embrace the grace of God as evidenced by their repentance of sins and putting faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. This has been the gift of the message that you've sent us to speak to the people, and if we have spoken it unreservedly because we believe it is the truth that releases the people, it is as simple as that, it is as clear as that, and that's what we tell the people. And this is the gospel that Paul, the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ, that Paul was not ashamed of in Romans chapter 1, verse 16, where he says, I am not ashamed of the gospel, for it is the power of God for the salvation of everyone who believes. Everyone. Everyone. Many times we meet people that seem so complicated. There's a time we were sharing the gospel with each somebody's house. That was many years, I think around 1987. And this was a very big officer. We reached his house and tried to knock. He came out basically upset. What, are you, what, what do you want here? I said, we have come to visit you. He said, yeah, what is it that you want? Said, we want to share the gospel with you. Of course, we were shaking and shivering because this was a big man in the office, in a powerful house, with a powerful job, with a very high education. I said, the gospel? I'm highly learned. That's for you. But we believe and know that everybody needs the gospel. In its simplicity, it releases men and women that are bound for hell to be able to have a hope of going to heaven. We are observing the missions ministry at Grace Mills River, taking stock of what has taken place, what God has used us to do, and asking God to show the church what he wants us to do as a church. Our main text, as it was read in the book of Acts, chapter 1, verse 6 to 8, the kingdom of God is of a missionary nature. The church, made up of members that have been saved by the grace of God, is a living organism. It is alive. Grace Mills River is alive. Grace Mills River Church is functional. She knows what she wants in this life. She has direction. She has parts that are active. She's deliberate in serving her God. She wants her God to be known among all the peoples of the world. We have a saying in our place that when you have something good to eat, you eat it with somebody whom you love, but we'll talk about it later on. <laughs> We've been eating good things with Christine. We've been hearing good words with Christine from this church. And at night, we talk about them. And we begin thanking God for them. We also make some few telephone calls to our children and members of the church to tell them of the good things. This is what the church must be able to do. The church has been called 
to have a special relationship with God. But the church has also been called to talk about this relationship so that other people that do not have this relationship may be able to have this relationship with God. We are talking about numbers coming, but we are talking beyond the numbers, lives of people. Lives of people. Three points to make. The church has been called into existence by God. We read that from Genesis chapter, Genesis chapter 12, beginning from verse 1 and 2. When God had an interaction with Abraham, he called him from his own people and told him he wanted him to move from that place. Where he said, the Lord had said to Abraham, go from your country, go from your people and your father's household to the land that I will show you, I will make you into a great nation, and I will bless you, and I will make your name great, and you will be a blessing. There are many things that God is promising Abraham, promising to make him into a great nation, promising to bless him, promising to make his name great, but he was supposed also to become a blessing thereafter. We can only give what we have. We cannot give what we don't have. A child who has love will love because she was given love. A child who was not given love will hate. A child who is given hatred will hate because that is the talk he has. Abraham was going to be blessed by God and he was supposed to be flowing out with those blessings. He was told to get out of his circumstances at that time. To get out of the ways of doing things at that time. He wanted him out of that setting. The setting he had known all his life. Away from the people that he was used to. Away from the relationships he had known all his life. Many things. I remember I grew up in a village. That village was very deep. I mean, there is a village. But it's also a village that is deep. My village was deep in the village. We knew one another. We were a small family. We were a few people. We, we did simple things. For example, I remember, Christine doesn't like hearing this. When we grew up, the ladies never ate, ate chicken. So there was a man who had his wife and daughter. Whenever he slaughtered chicken, he would invite my dad and myself to go and eat that chicken. That's what we knew. That's what we knew. We had a well where we used to go and collect water. That's what we knew. But Abraham was being called to forget about all those. To trust God. And go to the place where God wanted him to be. And this is the salvation. Salvation is a call from God. To leave what we have known and embrace the new. To think about the cultures that we have known Think about some of those things may not be good and think about the culture of God. Think about the ways in which we have known things. Be able to change those. It is a call to start a new life. Second Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17 to 19. It talks about a completely new setting. Completely new. Different from what we have known before. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come. 
The old has gone. The new is here. All this is from God who reconciled us to himself through Christ and gave us the ministry of reconciliation. That God was reconciling the world to himself in Christ, not counting people's sins against them, and has committed to us the message of reconciliation. It is the goal that we commit our will and what we are and what we have to God so that God can use us and whatever we have for his own glory. The church has been called to belong. The church has been called to act, but to act for the glory of God. We are thankful to God for Grace Mills River Church because you have responded to God's call to be his own as individuals and coming together as a body, ministering unto his name. We thank God for you. We thank God for you. Number two, God has called you to multiply. God has called the church to multiply, to grow. Any animal, plant, species that does not multiply becomes extinct. That's simple. It ceases to exist. It becomes a history. It's not alive. It's like a dead sea. A dead sea is dead. Why? Why is it dead? It's not multiplying. It's not giving out anything. There's no outlet. There are all forms of inlets, but there's no outlet. It is dead. Nothing can grow. The church must continue to exist as she awaits the return of the Lord Jesus Christ to be ushered into heaven. The church must not simply continue to exist, but must continue to grow. Let me give you a story from our village in Hoima. A village in Hoima, the cultures are different from the cultures here. I was talking the other time that it was difficult to see people in Asheville. They are, they are difficult to find. You see vehicles moving. They are inside there. It's only in the church that we have the opportunity. It's only in homes that we have the opportunity. But in Uganda, when a lady was brought home in marriage, it was a clan affair. It was the whole village affair. The brothers and sisters and relatives were considered part of this very important union. They closely looked at this lady who had come into the family. They admired her. And we were full of joy for their son or brother or friend who had brought a new member into the family. However, they kept observing this lady, looking at the anatomical morphology. How is the makeup of this lady? Is it changing? Especially the front part of the lady. <laughs> is she remaining the same or is she beginning to have some weight disproportionately going in front? <laughs> the clan needed to continue existing. The clan needed to continuously, continuously increase its numbers. Families and clans in Africa used to and continue to boast of numbers. The more the numbers, the more powerful the clan, the more powerful the family. <laughs> God calls Abraham <laughs> from his situation to be able to continue multiplying. Recently, we had an election in Kenya, and the current president won his competitor by just over 200,000 votes. Numbers matter. However, when we come to the church, 
we are not merely talking about numbers, but we are talking about lives that are going to perish. We are talking about redeeming those that are bound for hell. We are talking about an emergency room, the need to work. Abraham was promised many offsprings, as many as the sand on the seashore, and as many as the stars in heaven. The church, which is a living body, must grow, it must multiply, it must increase. In Genesis chapter 17, verse 1 to 6, God promises to make nations out of Abraham. No longer was he going to be called Abraham, but Abraham, the father of many nations. The calling of God's children individually was going to culminate in many nations being called the name of God. Being special children covering the whole world. We have clans and tribes in Uganda. Emunyoro produces Emunyoro. Emuganda produces Emuganda. But this was going to be different in the kingdom of God. Asian churches were going to come out of Abraham, and indeed they have come out. Chinese churches were going to come out of Abraham. Korean churches were going to come out of Abraham. Various languages, but one thing was going to unite, unite them, that they all belong to God. They are his children. They are his children through his grace and by faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. The multiplication of Abraham... And ultimately, the church was going to take place in all directions. This was going to break. And indeed, it must be able to break the many barriers that sin has created. Number three, we are called to make him known. We are saved to lead others to salvation. We have been redeemed to lead others to redemption. We belong to God and we are called to lead others to belong to God. Jesus was about to leave. He was about to ascend into heaven. He knew time was gone. But he had important things to give his disciples. Things that were important for them at that time but things that are important even for the church today. Because the command that was given to those disciples at that time is relevant to the church at Grace Mills River, is relevant to the church wherever it is, as long as it has the name of God. Because in the book of Acts chapter 1, we read these words. In chapter 1 verse 6, Then they gathered around him, and asked him, Lord, are you at this time going to restore the kingdom of Israel? They were thinking about an earthly kingdom that would fight to restore the authority, their supremacy. But he changes their discussion to align them to what they needed to know and to do. He said to them, it is not for you to know the times or debts the Father has set by his own authority, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, in all Judea and Samaria, and to the end of the whole earth. The point I'm bringing out, you will be my witnesses. Grace Mills River shall be a witness. If it was living in Jerusalem, it would start in Jerusalem. It would go to Judea, 
it will go to Samaria and to the ends of the earth. These are words mentioned by the Lord Jesus Christ to his loved ones. Just before he ascended into heaven, he had been with them for three years. They had seen him perform miracles. They had heard and seen him teach. They had seen him suffer at the hands of the enemies. They had seen him crucified. They had seen him die. But they had also seen him rise from the dead. He had a message. A simple message. A clear message. A message not only to them, but to the church. To be his witness. My friend told me one time, he said, that was the time of ordination. He said, go and preach the word of God. And where necessary, through speaking. I said, what do you mean? I thought the sharing of the gospel was definitely and only through speaking. He said, no, all your life must be a life that preaches the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. And that gospel has got a beginning. The church can only grow when the church is a witness for Christ to the whole world. The one who called you out of your guilt for sin, when you are bound for hell, is the one who gave the mandate to you to be his witness, so that you may tell other people the way of salvation. In other words, you are an instrument, a special instrument in the hand of God. God has saved you. He has called you and put, put you in his hand so that he can use you in the ways that he wants to use you with the aim of bringing people into his kingdom. The black people in Africa need your witness. The Asians need your witness. The young people need your witness. The whole world needs your witness. Because you're without your witness, people are going to perish. That's what we're talking about, perishing. We'd like to thank God for 30 years of existence of the Ministry of Grace Mills River. There are daughter churches that have come out of this ministry in Honduras, in Uganda. May God bless you. You recall that the Lord Jesus Christ began ministry when he was 30 years old of age. Joseph was 30 years old when he became second in command to Pharaoh. 30 years. The priest officially entered service at the age of 30. David became king when he was 30 years old. Ezekiel was called by God as a prophet at the age of 30. Grace Mills River is 30 years old. Fresh beginning. Another start. A shifting in gears. Doing things more deliberately. Leaving out certain things and concentrating on those that we feel matter for the sake of the salvation of the world. These 30 years have been 30 years of ministry of joy. Whereas the minister to Grace Mills River is primarily here 
it must deliberately move outwards to cover more languages, to cover more cultures, to cover more peoples. It must be able to do that. However, the ministry must begin in Jerusalem. And I wanted to talk about, very briefly, um, uh, there was a pastor who had seven children. You can't say it's me because I have eight. <laughs> he had only seven. Have more. <laughs> he asked his children, what do you want to become in your life? And all of them kept quiet. He went on to ask, would one of you want to become a pastor like me? And one of them put up the hand and said, no. <laughs> I said, why? Your daddy, you are either preparing to go to church, therefore preparing your sermon, not having time for me, or you're coming back from ministry tired, therefore you don't have time for me. I don't want to be like that. I want to have time for my family. And if that's not going to happen when I'm a pastor, I don't want to be a pastor because it seems that pastors never have time for their families. You will be my witnesses in Jerusalem. The strength and foundation of ministry is at home. It is with our spouses. It is our, with our children. We are very proud of our Bishop Patrick. I've been to his house twice. He has plenty of time with his children, interacting with them. We've been to Alison, the brother. The love for the children is great. He studied at Michael's place. Wonderful. Matt and Katie. They love. There are many things we need to learn. If I wasn't 64, I would have possibly thought about having another baby <laughs> that I could give time to love. More time, more intimate time. God has called you to minister to his church beginning from Jerusalem going on to other places. I was thinking yesterday that if there was a general assembly, and this general assembly had many churches from different areas, and it had members coming from Russia, members coming from Grace Mills in the United States of America, members coming from Ukraine, and they were going to have this general assembly in Saudi Arabia. And the subject to discuss was how do we advise and pray to God about ending war between Russia and Ukraine. The wealth of that, the wealth of that General Assembly, how people would humble themselves and forget about their nationalities and be able to think about the work of God in our lives. That is going to happen when we look at the missionary nature of the Church of Jesus Christ and as Grace Mills River be able to move out and be witnesses beyond this area. I want to thank you. You've been missionaries to Uganda. We thank you so much. Honduras, your work is going on. We thank you very much. 
Yes, and we must be able to celebrate that. But can we think about a little bit more, especially as we think about this mission's time of celebration? Can we move more than we are moving today? Can we be able to do things a little bit different from what with the whole aim of being able to reach out? We have been blessed in this place, and we continue to be blessed in this place. Jesus says, not for you to know the times or the dates the Father has said by his own authority, but you receive power and the Holy Spirit comes upon you and you'll be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria to the ends of the earth. The sharing, the witnessing of the word of God. This is, these are the very words that the Lord Jesus Christ used when he was talking to his 11 apostles in, in the book of Matthew chapter 28 where he says these words. Then the eleven disciples went to Galilee, to the mountain where Jesus had told them to go. When they saw him, they worshipped him, but some doubted. Then Jesus came to them and said, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. Surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. He promises to be with his church, the church that is functional. He promises to be with his church, the church that is alive. He promises to be with his church, the church that is multiplying itself through the making of disciples. The making of disciples definitely presupposes the planting of churches because the teaching of the word will genuinely and deliberately be done in a church plant setting. He predisposes that missions will continue going out. They will share the word, but people will come to congregate and will be accountable to one another, that the word will be preached, it will be shared, and the gospel will be able to move forward. And God promises to be with his church. So privilege to be able to be in this place. And we pray that God will continue to bless you in this church. And to remind you that the ministry among the peoples is a ministry that multiplies. When you speak to one person, you are speaking to many. Today we received a message, a video from the church because it is late in the afternoon <laughs> in Uganda, the worship service. They were dancing and singing. They were singing. They were happy, singing on the floor that has tiles, the tiles you provided. May God bless you. May he continue to make you strong as you minister to his name. May God bless you. Can we pray together? Father in heaven, we we want to thank you for your goodness. In a special way, I want to thank you for this church. I want to thank you for the members of this church. I want to thank you for their selfless giving. I want to thank you for their worship. I want to thank you for their families that you have kept together. I want to thank you for their ministry, my Father and my God. May you continue to bless them as individuals. 
May you continue to bless them as families. May you continue to bless them as a church. May you continue to bless them as leaders. We thank you for the pastor of this place. Such a humble man with a lot of wisdom. May you continue to use him to speak to the hearts of your people. May you speak to the circumstances of the people in this church. You are those that may be facing challenges, my father. You know them. Sicknesses, terminal illnesses, children that may be having issues. We just bring them to you, all of them to you, because you stand above all of them. May you answer the prayers of your people. May you rub off their tears. Bless this church. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen.